Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. U.S. retail sales rose in April. Consumers bought more vehicles and spent more at restaurants. But Walmart today slashed its profit outlook for the year, signaling that inflation is hurting business for even the world's largest retailers. Retail sales rose 0.9% last month. The Commerce Department said it was driven by sales of cars, electronics, and spending at restaurants. But sales at gas stations declined in April. And now prices at the pump surged to an average all-time high of $4.52 per gallon on Tuesday. Also today, the world's largest retailer sounded the inflation alarm. Walmart adjusted its profit outlook from a 3% increase to a 1% decrease this year. The company citing higher costs and supply chain woes. Walmart said shoppers' buying patterns changed because of inflation. Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk are also slamming President Biden for the inflation situation. Musk warned that if government continues the big spending, worse inflation might cause the U.S. to follow the path of Venezuela. Congresswoman Michelle Steele represents California's 48th congressional district. California's economy is the largest in the United States. We asked the Congresswoman how the Golden State has been coping with unprecedented inflation. We also had a chance to ask her about a recent action she's took with regard to discrimination against Asian Americans in the country's education system. Here's our interview. Congresswoman Michelle Steele, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me today. Congresswoman, many experts are saying that inflation is or could be well beyond the 8.3% that we're hearing and that we're seeing. Um, you're starting to see some very prominent Democrats, Jeff Bezos, criticizing Biden's policies in regard to uh, these inflation numbers that we're seeing. What do you think this means for the Democratic Party? You know what? I think they understand that this is going to be really hurting them. And we have an election coming up in this November, and they're the one created it. So we really have to get rid of it. But you know what? 8.3% of inflation means that, you know what? It's a hidden taxes. So when you go to the market, you feel actually much higher than that. Because I know I go to the market every week. I spend $120 worth of merchandise I used to get. Now that I pay about $180, it's almost like 30%. So it's a really big hit for not just you know, low income, middle income, it hurts everybody out there. And then on the top of it, you have to think about the gas price. California just hit $6 per gallon. And some place today you go, like San Francisco and Sacramento, $9 per gallon. How these people can go out and, you know, work back and forth to their family. They have to support their family. And gas price is high, inflation's high. I mean, how are they going to survive? Congresswoman, there seems to be an unfortunate phenomenon that we're seeing uh, throughout the country where Asian students are being discriminated against. You recently filed an amicus brief at the Supreme Court um, along with uh, Senator Ted Cruz um, re revolving around some of these issues. Can you explain to us why you did that? You know what? It's all race, 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 because they tried to accept uh, the students by the race, not by the merit. And I've been seeing that. And even in California, 1996, we passed uh, Proposition 209 to get rid of affirmative action. Actually, they came out really good because four years graduation rate used to be 31 percent, 
and after you got rid of affirmative action, and it went up to 55%. But these Ivy League schools or other, you know, well-known universities, and they try to cut down the, you know, students, especially Asian Americans, and they are using personality traits to try to find that they're well-respected or their likability. How you can find them without interviewing these kids, just reading their essays. That's the way it was. So Harvard University, actually, their average Asian American students' acceptance rate was always 18 to 20 percent. I even talked to Secretary Cardona, and he agreed all these children has to be accepted by merit, not by race. So you are actually using certain criteria to accept less number of the kids because of the race. It's not acceptable. And Asians have to get more than 450 points actually on their SATs to get accepted comparing to other communities. How can that happen? Well, you know what? A lot of Asian Americans, my parents did the same thing. They came to this country. They want to make sure that you get the best education ever, so you really have to study hard. But when colleges looking at the, their race and too many Asians are applying it, then we have somehow we have to cut it. So this is all race basis. And we've been working on that since 1990s. And that's what, you know, we have to get rid of it because everybody has to be accepted by Mary. That's what we've been working on it. So it's been a long time. And Asian Americans been actually discriminated. Congresswoman Michelle Steele, thank you. Thank you very much for inviting me today. Today, President Biden and the First Lady spoke to family members of Buffalo shooting victims after an 18-year-old man allegedly shot and killed 10 people at the top supermarket. You know, we know it's hard to believe, and you're probably not going to believe it, but I can tell you now, from our personal experience and many others who we've met, the day's going to come, it will come, when your loved one brings a smile as you remember him or her, as you remember her, it's going to bring a smile to your lip before it brings a tear to your eye. Biden called the shooting an act of domestic terrorism fueled by an ideology rooted in fear and racism. What's the idea of our nation? They were all children of God, all life, liberty, our universal goods, gifts of God. We didn't get it from a government, we got it from because we exist. We were called upon to defend them. The president has come under fire from his critics for his messaging, saying that it's too soon to politicize such a tragic event. Elected officials in New York and around the country from both parties have offered condolences to the families of the victims. Earlier, I talked to psychiatrist Dr. Carol Lieberman to get a better picture of the Buffalo shooting suspect's mental status and the potential causes for the shooting. Dr. Lieberman argued that this case can be seen as one of the first bedroom terrorists. Dr. Carol Lieberman, thank you so much for joining us on the Capitol Report. Thank you. Dr. Lieberman, when deciding whether this shooting suspect is in fact mentally sound or, or fit to stand trial, what types of things will they be looking for? Well, they'll want to know whether he can understand the charges against him, which at this point is uh, our um, 
first-degree murder, and also they're thinking about a terrorism charge and a um, hate crime charge. They haven't quite decided all of the charges, but that when they get their act together, he will be asked to see if he, he understands all of them, and also whether he's able to help his attorney in his defense. Now, as far as... Um, pleading not guilty by reason of insanity, I think that that is going to be a harder stretch because he did, I mean, he planned this for months. He, in fact, it's now known that he went there to that town. He scoped out the supermarket, which friendly supermarket, right? Uh, ironically, um, and other places in the town. Uh, this came as a result of his having been immersed in hate propaganda for during the lockdown. This is what I think is the most interesting part of this case. He is one of the first that we are recognizing in any case, uh, bedroom terrorists, meaning that uh, during the lockdown, there were lots of people in their bedrooms, all ages, all ethnic backgrounds, um, all different all countries, all over the world, really, this is happening. It's happening in, in England and France and so on. And um, they have used the time that they were given in lockdown to immerse themselves in this hateful rhetoric online. And if they are directed to um, hate, you know, towards things that make it make a case for hate, then they are going to come to believe that. And even even besides, you know, hate towards groups, there is just all the violence on the internet, particularly on on violent video games. And we are. This is like the typical pattern that we see in mass shooters, whether they're school shooters, radical Islamists. Um, well, not so much with the radical Islamists who are in the Middle East, but um, but people in particularly in America who um, ha have been for years. You know, this part isn't new. Uh, pandemic or no pandemic, people who have been immersing themselves in violent video games have come out and become violent themselves. So there are studies, decades of studies proving that it's not always a mass shooter that 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 comes about, but it is a um, it can be just, um, you know, someone shooting their friend or, or shooting individual or especially school shooters uh, who have immersed themselves in violent video games. Dr. Carol Lieberman, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon. Mm -hmm.